and welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Dyster. And if you could please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting apps, leave a five-star review. Let's get up in the charts, if you will. But this week, I'm going to be talking about Total War Warhammer series. And we talking about the Overwatch 2 updates that are a plethora of them. Talk about a little bit of Logitech gear. I think it's important, regardless if I have mentioned before that I will not be buying them, it's still good for you guys to know what they're all about, and you can make your most informed decision as well. Also, we're going to be talking about a little bit about Deathloop, Twitch, also with the with bannings and the basically the revenue cut that they're going to be doing or the i guess i guess the compensation cut for streamers is not great for them also amd rdna3 launch crusaders new gear as well spider-man the host frost leaving g4 splinter cell cyberpunk 2077 other amd actual stuff and then my main thing is going to be talking about the nvidia basically press conference and why gamers are so mad at them and it's not without reason either so i'll give it to them but you got your coffee cups ready it's friday good coffee get your good coffee cups ready That's good. All right, so first off, we got Warhammer series coming to Geo GeForce now. So you can actually play all all of them, one to three. So if you actually haven't had a chance to actually get it, you can play that as well, which is they're a pretty good series to actually play if you like fantasy with strategy, and it's also turn-based and real-time strategy as well. But this is just the best way of doing it now once again you will have to actually buy the subscription you just can't play without it so plan accordingly geforce now is one of the many new offerings for subscription you got geforce you've got ubisoft plus you've got ea play plus or whatever i don't remember all the names you got xbox pc pass and also ultimate as well and that's really the two or the several main ones that are there right now. There's probably other ones you can actually play, but those are the main ones that you can actually get. So plan accordingly. If you actually want to do this, it's fine. Usually the GeForce one kind of goes with Steam a little bit more than anything else, but it may actually do Epic or whatever the developers or publishers allow them to actually do. So it should be interesting to see how well this plays and also you'll be able to play with the 4000 series card because they're getting an upgrade for that and you will be able to have dlss 3.0 without spending the 1500 dollars or 1600 dollars for the 4090 or less for the 4082 variants which we're going to be get, get, getting into eventually as well all right moving on to overwatch 2 news and well there are some few changes within it. First of all, the DPS role is getting a new passive that's, well, I don't, it, it's one of those things where it's not, it's going to be very oppressive for the support and the tanks because of how they're doing this. So the, the swapping of heroes is back because they're basically saying that when you retain 30% or if you don't retain more, it's just going to back down to 30%, but you can swap to a different character regardless of what role you play and you'll be able to do it that way. The biggest issue right now is with the DPS new passive, which is reload speed, speed and reload speed. So there's two different, there's a speed boost and there's a reload speed boost is 25% more after getting elimination, this is not final blow. This is just elimination. So if you shoot at somebody for a significant part or name it just a little bit, you can get that final blow and then you'll get that reload speed and you'll get that speed boost. Plus that could add to Junker Queen speed boost, Lucio speed boost. Also with 
the new supports ultimate buff on that as well. It could be very, very oppressive, which I'm not really looking forward to. Now this could be great for Sombras because we really haven't overwatch two hasn't been great for Sombra. Let's just say that it's great for the original overwatch, but this one is not as good as you actually might think about it, but it is, it's, it's not, not good. I'll just say that. Now there are different things. So Junker Queen, I'm going to get into this one as well, because you we probably should get into the actual changes they're going to be doing. So Junker Queen health, the commanding shout is the allied health boost or bonus reduced from hundred to 50 allied duration reduced from five to three seconds. Temporary health no longer decays over its duration, so it will stay. It won't just decay for it. And the cooldown has been increased from 11 to 15 seconds. So they got a pretty big nerf on that one. It's going to be interesting to see on that as well. Also, temporary health now grants 50% reduced ultimate charge instead of zero ultimate charge. So it's a little bit of a boost on that one as well. Orisa got changes for her base health. It's from 250 to 275. And her base armor is increased from 250 to 275. Energy javelin cooldown has been reduced from eight to six seconds, which is good because it feel... there's always a flow to characters. And when they start messing with the timing of the flow of characters, it just feels always off. Diva got a boost impact damage from 10 to 25. Micro missiles cooldown from eight to seven seconds. And call mech ultimate reduced by 12%. Briggs inspired duration reduced from six to five seconds. Bab biotic launcher primary fire increased from 24 to 25 and biotic launcher primary fire minimum fall off increased from 20 to 25 meters. It's going to be interesting to see how this is all going to play out. Mercy is going to be basically effectively having, it's not going to be a tech anymore, but it's going to be an actual ability where you're crouching, your guardian angel will be able to launch you straight up in the air. And then you can do an angelic descent by holding crouch again. So I guess you have a little bit more control over that one as well. Bastion's ironclad passive is enabled again, 25, 20% damage reduction while transformed, which is big because Bastion was once again, not very good in, in Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch is kind of just the original Bastion or Bastion right now is just not very good because you know people just play just to sit and use it. Now, some players, I will say, that do Bastion know how to play them very well. Even though Bastion is a very hated and oppressive character, there are some that actually do know how to play them. In Overwatch 2, not so good. Not so good at all. It's just, it's it's a weird thing because they're trying to make Bastion work and I don't think Bastion really works anymore, to be fair. Now, Reaper Hellfire Shotguns spread reduced from 8 to 7 degrees. Sojourn Rail Energy gain from non-player targets, various turrets reduced by 50%, which I think is a good thing because it was quite easy just to shoot shields and everything and just, do a railgun, shoot shields, do a railgun. It really just ramped up that railgun percentage, which made it really too easy. So this is actually a good change because it just, it's just one of those things where you shouldn't be ramping up the, the railgun as quickly when you're just not shooting players and you're just shooting shields. And it's just a really easy incentive just to shoot shields and everything. Sombra's hack duration increased from one to 1.75 seconds which is better. I thought like a two second thing would probably be fine. I don't, I don't agree to have it oppressive anymore. Like what it is an original, but have it where it actually is useful for Sombra. Now, apparently I heard that Fitzy actually had a pretty good thing of difference between the hack times between stealth and non-stealth, which I think they actually should try out. It may be a little bit more, I guess, difficult or understanding, but it could actually help out where maybe you're in stealth. You have, either shorter or longer one, and you kind of pick and choose where you want to do while unstealth, you can pick and choose which way you want to hack. So like I said, it could be good. I do think her 
her hacking ability need to have a little bit more of a lead time so you have a little bit more of that time to actually kill or eliminate somebody. But I was more thinking about two seconds than 1.75. So I guess this is kind of happy medium from what I said. I think it's fine to actually have a little bit longer, but not too long. I don't want like as long as it is an original Overwatch because of the reduce in tanks, I don't really want to have the same type of abilities. Now, if it was still 6v6, then I would say keep it original, but since it's not, I don't think it needs it anymore. I And I will always say this, I think 5v5 will be a mistake, but we'll see when it actually launches, which is in a few weeks. So it's getting to that point where in a little over two weeks-ish, a little over two weeks, They'll actually be able to play Overwatch 2 and see if it's actually going to be any good. And who's going to stick around to still play it? It will be the question. All right, moving on to Logitech. Now, I previously said that, that I, I'm really out on buying any Logitech gear. That's just my personal opinion. Now, you're if you're listening to the show, it's, you're listening to my personal opinion or rants or whatever. But I will at least al- talk about like new stuff that is coming out. So you can decide if you want to buy it or not, because it's really up to your personal decision. I'm here to convey my thoughts. And like I said before, I really would rather not support companies that have morally evil things that they want to do. That's just my personal opinion about it. But enough of that. Moving on to what actually has been unveiled. So Logitech has unveiled two new things. One is a new blue microphone called the Sona, and it's also going to be an an interesting light. It's more of a, I guess, rectangular cylinder type light called the Beam. The Beam is going to be about $100. It's a key light, and so you could do interesting things by attaching it to the side of your monitors if you wanted to and just finding new ways of actually doing it that other just more square-like lights you really can't really do much with. Apparently, you can actually use this as more of a Bluetooth or you can use it a USB-C. You don't actually have to actually have this plugged in all the time, which is another interesting thing to actually see. You could also plug it into your computer if you want to as well. So you can, there's different ways of actually using this. So I think it's actually a pretty good idea for that one. Now, it's 100 bucks, so it's actually not that expensive and you actually can fix and monitor it all you want within the app as well, which is another great thing. So you don't actually have to like fiddle around and try to like do the best you can with that one. Now moving on to more of the microphones. Now a dynamic microphone using XLR input. So it's a broadcast microphone. It does have some interesting things. It's a not, it's not cheap. Just say that it's, it's up there. It's still a little less expensive than the Shure SM7B. It's, Either on par, a little bit more expensive than my mic, which is the Audio Technica BP40, which is still is actually an excellent mic. I actually like this mic, but this one is—it's a very clean design. It does have some interesting mounting a part of it, and there's a big dial to like make it go up or down the actual microphone itself, depending on what it is. Now there is a—it's a super cataroid pickup pattern. It also has some interesting tech to only pick up the background patterns of the room and to eliminate it as much as you can. So when you hit the, like I did just hit the, the, the boom arm. If you have an arm, it won't actually, or it should reduce that sound, which is actually a pretty good idea to eliminate or reduce background sounds. It's, it's interesting to see that, but it is also $350. So you have to understand this is not a cheap mic. I think the Beacon mic was a little bit less expensive, but this does have interesting tech to help you reduce without using NVIDIA Broadcast. Now, NVIDIA Broadcast is a great app to reduce sound or also to help with blurring your background if you need to as well. The the green screen, it's okay. I think electronic green screens or virtual green screens aren't great because it it still doesn't accurately track when you move in your head. It doesn't accurately track that yet. And once we get there, physical green screens are probably still the best option for the most high quality green screen you can get. Mind you, 
I think this is a very interesting thing. You could also change the windscreen to different colors. The colors for the actual mic is black or white. So you do have two different color options if you want to, but the windscreen on it, you can change as well for the color. So if you wanted to do like color of your setup or whatever, you could actually still do that. But again, it is $350. So plan accordingly if you actually want to actually get this. I will not because I, like I said before, I have a great super cataroid mic. So I don't actually need to get this, but it is geared towards streamers and podcasters who are looking to stream or start up a podcast and you have the budget to do it. I do not recommend if you don't have the budget, do not buy a really expensive microphone, spend it on other things before you can get really good microphones. I think the Elgato wave three mic is probably is a really good deal It is more of a condenser mic. So be sure that you do use the NVIDIA broadcast within it to actually reduce the background noise of it. But I think there are other great mics, a little bit cheaper of an option for you, but it's still an interesting option altogether if you're looking for a new mic. All right, moving on to the PS5 exclusive video release on Xbox is going to be Deathloop. Deathloop has finally reached the PC section, or at least from Game Pass and Xbox type of a thing. It is now released on it. Deathloop was interesting. I it, it probably wasn't my most favorite game, but it wasn't terrible at the same time. I think it's a very interesting game altogether. But if you have Game Pass, it is a, a good thing to actually check out. If you want to, I don't think it's actually a terrible thing to check out, but I, or it's a terrible game, but teach his own very interesting way of doing it. It's kind of like groundhog's day in a, in a way that's kind of how the game set up. So when you die or don't do something within a, a certain time frame, you go back to the day and you try to figure out how to make time go forward, restore everything. Very interesting story in itself. So, it's out today. It's out this week, or it was out Thursday. So try it out if you actually want to. Now moving on to Twitch news. So there's a few different news. First is well, <laughs> Twitch is downgrading the revenue split for streamers or revenue share, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be instead of receiving the 730 70-30 split, it will be downgraded to a 50-50 split after the first hundred thousand dollars. So for you small streamers, this isn't the best news for you because that's a, a huge uphill battle for you to climb. Now, I know Ninja made this big announcement that he's multi-streaming, but everybody's been multi-streaming for a while. And I don't really, I mean, there's there are basically stats that saying that multi-streaming isn't that beneficial, but to be f- to be fair, if you're trying to find the, the right platform for you or which one is resonating you more, maybe that's what you do. Or maybe you just try out one for about a few months or a year, whichever one, six months, a year. I'd probably say six months to a year is probably the best like way of testing this and seeing which one actually responds to you better, which one you find more, I guess, an audience with. Is it Twitch? Is it YouTube? Is it Facebook? Is it the myriad of other ones that I can't really remember Twitter. I mean, you can still probably try to do that with Twitter, LinkedIn. I don't know if you really would do that LinkedIn, but you could try it out. I mean, Hey, try to do a streaming game through LinkedIn live and see how that actually works. I mean, you, you could be surprised. I mean, think outside the box a little bit if you actually want to do that. But I would say that, be very careful about Twitch because it looks like Twitch is doing a lot of things that isn't really for the streamer and it's for themselves because apparently they're not doing well fiscally as well, which also leads me to another thing is that they decided to ban gambling. Now, gambling is is not great. You usually just lose money for the most part. Gambling, from a sense, is that the house always wins. And it's true. The house, for the most part, always wins. Now, we'll let people win because that's how you get people to continue to come back. You can't just have people not win because then 
there's just no point. People will actually know it. So it really is a trickle effect of like a lot of few people win. So people, other people get excited for this and then I can actually get more people to actually do it. And there's really no real benefit to gambling whatsoever. It's fun, but do it on a, I always say do it on a budget, have a budget for it. Now for streamers, it seems like, well, a lot of them didn't really have a budget and just blew a lot of money. And a lot of other people blew a lot of money. And so this is why the Twitch streamer influencers, and I say it very lightly because a lot of these Twitch streamers are not the smartest in the world. They just have personalities really as really all that there is. They have personalities. Yay. But they announced that they're going to be getting rid of it, which okay, fine. But what about the, the, the hot tub streams? I mean, it's just as bad. It's just from a different perspective. I mean, you can't, it's just picking and choosing. So these streamers are like, ah, gambling is so terrible, but sexual soft core, soft core porn, basically it's what it is, is fine. Both mess you up in different ways. It shouldn't, if one isn't fine, the other shouldn't be fine. But that's my problem right now. It's the picking and choosing. If that's bad, then this is bad for a very specific reason. But unfortunately, since OnlyFans models are some of the top streamers for Twitch, they won't actually get rid of it. I'm not saying all of them for women are, but a good portion of it know that guys will spend money on them if they just show a little skin. Which, to my male gamers, stop. They aren't... It, it doesn't do you any good. If that's the whole point of you following somebody and spending money on them, they don't care about you. They care about your money, which is still another weird thing, but they don't care about you. Find somebody that actually cares about you. They don't care. They want your money because they get millions and millions of followers and they get millions and millions of dollars. So find somebody that actually does care about you and stop trying to spend money to make them care about you because spending money on the internet for a girl to pay attention to you is weird. Now call me old. That's fine. I am getting older, but seriously guys, stop wasting your money. It's a waste of money. If that's your whole point. Now, if you really do generally like their content, and you think they play games very well or whatever they do, then that's a different issue. If they are an artist, I would say, yes, give your money to that if you have a budget for it. But please, for the love of God, stop giving these women that just really don't have much of a talent besides showing some skin because you are encouraging the bad behavior and ladies, understand that you are encouraging that behavior at the same time. It's both parties' fault in general. And we have a very skewed and messed up way of looking at relationships now, which is takes me to another huge societal breakdown that I will not get into. But for the love of God, if you hate gambling, then you have to hate the hot tub streams as well, too. And that should and you should be in an uproar of that one too. If you're not you have issues. Like I said, I don't think gambling is great, but if you do it in moderation every once in a while, I don't think it's a terrible thing. Now, if you blow all your money on for rent on either hot tub models, OnlyFans, gambling, or whatever, then yes, it's, it's fine. Hell, invest in the stock market. And probably not right now because it's not doing very well, but... When it eventually does do, invest in that. Uh, I'd rather you invest in that. Go invest in some properties. Download the Fundrise app. Like Do something other than that, and you will actually make money or attempt to make money or find ways of making money because that will actually give you more than that. But that's the last thing I'm going to talk about on this one because I just it, it just doesn't make any sense. Twitch is just kind of circling the toilet now for me. I mean, I don't, I barely watch it as it is. I watch it every once in a while. And there's some really good streamers on there. Regardless if I agree with them politically or not, there's some good streamers on there that you can actually enjoy their content. But like I said, enjoy the content for playing games, not to enjoy the content because the girl is showing you some skin and you are horny. 
Now moving on to Corsair's HS55 because they have great names for their for their headsets. I don't know why they have the word. It's like it's like random numbers and letters, and it's like ah, I have to remember all this stuff. But it it looks like it's going to be a very interesting thing. It's going to be sold for about a hundred bucks, which is actually nice. It doesn't have any lights, but to be honest with you. Adding lights to headsets just makes the battery life go down more because you have to power that as well. That's why I recently got after the debacle of Steel Series, the HyperX uh, Alpha Cloud Wireless one, the one, 300 hours one, no lights, but great. It works stupendously. Like I can play it for weeks without having to charge it. But let me get back to the Corsair one. It, the device can connect to the PC, Mac, and PS5 with low latency 2.4 gigahertz wireless. And has about a 50 feet signal range, which is pretty good. Also, it does have Bluetooth to listen to on tablets and mobile as well. Looks like it doesn't have a detachable mic, which looks a little weird. If you're out and about walking around, and you're like, yeah, I got a mic on my headset. What about you? Which probably actually would sound better than the mics on like the wireless earbuds. But anyways, it will have about 24 hour battery life, which is actually pretty good. And for fast charging allows for six hours of playback, which is 15 minutes of charging, which actually is actually pretty good as, as well. There's also controls for volume, mute side tones and EQ presets at your fingertips and fine tuning your headset without interrupting your game which is like i said it's pretty good for a hundred dollar like headset that's actually a pretty good deal for it i got mine and it was on discount because the the hyperx one that i got is around 200 i got for about 150 50 bucks more but i also get 300 hours of battery life i don't get any bluetooth but to be honest with you not everything has to have bluetooth like I have some things that are Bluetooth. I have audio technical ones that are Bluetooth, which I like because those are more for audio editing, but not everything has to have Bluetooth. Is it a nice feature? Of course it's a nice feature. Do I need it on everything that I have? No, because it just takes up more room, more space and other battery stuff. Like I said, everything that they cram in there either has to use battery or something like that. That's why I'm I tend to get a lot of things that don't have lights on it because it just, it's a power consumption. Now I can't get, I can't get rid of everything. And there's some things that do need lights. I think a keyboard that has lights on the keycaps, or at least you can light up the keycaps is a good thing. Do I think mice need to have lights on it? Not really. I mean, you kind of know where the two buttons are for the most part. Like it's just a nice to have type of a thing. I'm more about the functionality over just the, Ooh, pretty. That's my opinion because I I think RGB has been overblown to a certain extent. But that's my thing. But I do think this is, if you're looking for a new headset and you're looking for a good value, this could be a good value for you as well. I would also look at the HyperX one too because I've had it for a while and about a month. And it's pretty good. It is pretty comfortable as well. I think the... Over the head, it's it's a little cramped, but beyond that, for the HyperX, it's pretty good. All right, Spider-Man Remastered has a new update this week, and it basically it will implement autosave backups at key points of the story. The game will create a backup of an autosave slot, fix the bug that prevents some players from opening the gadget wheel during the tutorial in the beginning of the game. Well, that's unfortunate. Fix an issue that resulted in a crash for some players when using a wide field of view. Also fixed sensitivity issues which allowed analog sticks with expecting items or solving puzzles in the game at high frame rates and improve visual quality of fabric textures and cutscenes when using resolutions of 1080p or lower which might actually help the Steam Deck. Fixed in a frame rate related issue in the streets of poison mission that caused players to die instantly <laughs> that's unfortunate and fixed frame rate related issues and oh, i already said that one fixed an issue that caused some players to spawn out of bounds at the start of the getting deep inside 
getting deep mission in the silver lining DLC. Also fixed an issue that, that caused some players to spawn out of bounds when entering the Hammerhead base in Harlem in the Turf Wars DLC. Various minor visual ray tracing fixes. So a, there's quite a bit in that one as well. And I think it's a pretty good one. I think Spider-Man is a great game. It's personal opinion, but I think it's better than Miles Morales. I've played both of them. I think this one just is a little better. The story is a little better. They're both fun to play, though, and I'm glad that this one actually made it to the PC. This was a great entry for the PC, especially for Spider-Man, and it was sorely missing the PC because well, during the original trilogy for the Sam Raimi one, there was a lot of Spider-Mans on the PC, and this one finally makes a return, which is always good to have. Now, moving on to G4 TV. Man, it's when it rains, it pours with this. I was excited like everybody else when they decided to bring it back i thought it was great finally we get another we get the it was mostly nostalgia i will give you that and then well there's a diverse cast which never is a good idea most of the time because it feels like it's just pandering and then we had Frosk who joined, and she was a train wreck she apparently just loves to destroy things and she decided to go on a rant. What was it last year? Last January 2021, I think. Or maybe it was just last January. It all blends together. But she decided to go on a rant about misogyny and whatever, which really it wasn't really that big of an issue. I think she made it bigger than it was. And basically that was that was the demise of G4. Adam Sessler did not help whatsoever because he hit his affinity for hating conservatives, which I actually tweeted on his thing saying, this is not helpful. This does not help anybody. Why are you doing this? And he, he blocked me for it. So apparently being nice and saying this doesn't help. Why would you say you want to kill your conservative family members? I have no idea why he would say something like that. He's a deranged lunatic. And apparently the cesspool which he was at during lockdown was probably the most accurate thing that I've ever, ever seen from this guy. This guy is a crazed lunatic and they deserve, I hate to say it, but they deserve everything that's ha actually happened to them. You don't as a business crap on your customers. They will not buy from you. And every time it's happened with battlefield with battlefield five, it's like, well, if you don't like it, don't buy it. And I'm like, why are you egging people on to not spend their money? That's not how you do things. And the same thing happened with this. It's like, be a little nicer. I'm like, well, you could be a little nicer too. And then all of a sudden, the the hires up were like, we back her. It's like, eh, if you don't like it, don't watch it. I'm like, once again, never, ever tell somebody that. Or tell a group of people that they're terrible. And if they didn't like it, then don't watch it. And everybody's like, okay. Because G4, you're not that much different from a plethora of other podcasts and YouTube channels that do the same thing with less money and for the most part do it better. Like you had one chance and you screwed it up tremendously. And she deserves this too. She did a meme about how much she survived the layoffs and everybody's like, really? Really? And so she is now finally gone because she has single-handedly destroyed this thing for her piousness and her virtue signaling. And it, it, it was stupid. I would just say it's stupid. Also, Kevin Pereira is leaving the show. Now, he said that this was already planned in advance, so fine. I mean, I don't know if this is a jumping of the ship or not because we don't really know what goes on behind it. But it seems a little... Con a little convenient that now he's leaving too. So listen to you all. Yes, you do have your personality and you should never really apologize for saying things for the most part. There are always some instances where it might be prudent to do that. And this was one of them. But also just don't attack large swaths of your audience because you're a little miffed that a minority is saying bad things about you. It just doesn't really work. Just 
just you, you gotta ignore that. I mean, it sucks sometimes because you're reading it, but you gotta be, you gotta ignore it. And that's just the best way of doing it. All right, moving on to Splinter Cell, and they're gonna remake it. So the original Splinter Cell, which was great by the way, it kind of was like kickstarted the stealth type of game. Very difficult at, at at portions, but still a very fun game to play. Well, they're now going to be reworking it for the modern day audience. So good, we're gonna be basically investigating January sixth. So that's that's basically what we're gonna be doing now. Is modern day. We're going to be um, having FBI agents go to parents' homes because they went to PTA meetings to discuss why they're indoctrinating your kids. Yeah, okay, fine, great. So that's the modern-day audience. I don't really know what it actually means. I'm just making things up that's going on in America right now. But you don't really have to rework it for the modern-day audience. You could still have the same story because the story was good. The original Tom, the Splinter Cell, like... You don't have to update everything. <laughs> I just really want a new Splinter Cell. It's not, it's Splinter Cell. You can have it open world if you want to. I don't think you really need to. This game, you can have it at very small, confined spaces or stages and do it that way and have it a little bit playground. Like Hitman. Hitman does a really good job about that. And it's similar to Splinter Cell, but a little bit different. So you could have it something like that, and I think that's a good way of doing it, but we'll see what Ubisoft does. They, they're hit and miss on all their titles. Some some games are great, like Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is pretty good, and then you have Breakpoint, which finally got better at the end, and then you had Division, which was all right, but Division 2 was better. So it, like I said, it's a hit and miss. You had Assassin's Creed, which I, I always call it a carbon copy of Witcher 3, but what do I know? But like I said, you don't always have to update every single thing. You could have used the same story and still be fine. Maybe tweak it a little bit, which is fine. Tweak it to be a little bit more in the modern day setting, but you didn't have to rework the whole thing every time. All right, moving on to cyberpunk 2077 and well, it's seen more players than ever, even since launch. Why? Because of the Netflix series that's on there. And that's actually pretty true. It, it the, And the rival of Edge Runner as well. has made people go, this game's actually good. And that's why I said in the beginning, I'm like, this game isn't actually as bad as you guys think. Like, it's actually pretty good. It's actually really good to play. It's just, unfortunately, there was a lot of bugs. Once that got over, it was actually a really, really good game. A very interesting game at the same time. And so that's why I said, I think several months after it came out, I was like, this is actually really good. I don't know what you guys are talking about. But I think it was mostly the console players, especially the last gen, because of just the issues it had. And that, those, are, those issues are warranted, by the way. I've seen some of those videos and I'm like, ooh, that's rough. That's really bad. Some of it was warranted. I will give them that. But... On PC, it wasn't as bad as people thought, and that's that's where we're at. But the it's been nearly uh, seventy thousand people have been playing this game, and that that's crazy for it. But you know what? The upgrade is great. It, they fixed a lot of the comp issues where you get in a car and they just run after you, and you're like, "Bye, guys!" Unless you like ran into other stuff, but. Yeah, it, it's a great game. You haven't picked it up. I, I would highly recommend you pick it up. Like I said, I think you see Project Red does really great games for the most part. This one probably could have used a little bit more time for polishing, but beyond that, it was actually a really good game. Very interesting stories. Very interesting characters, even guns that had their own personalities. I mean, it was great. Now, the 4000 series apparently will make this game even run even better, so... If you have eight to sixteen hundred dollars, depending on which one you get, I guess you should get one of them if you want. All right, moving on to AMD, and they finally revealed when the RDNA launch three will launch, and it's November third. So you got about a few months to kill, but they decided to announce after the Nvidia event. Smart. So they will be launching that. It should be interesting to see what this is actually going to do. If they will have AV, AV1 encoding and decoding on that as well, because that's going to be the future of 
streaming is because it just has a better resolution and better bit rate for that one to actually show better quality of that one. Now, unfortunately, AMD has not had the best track record in that type of encoding and decoding. NVIDIA has been on the upper hand of that one as well, but we'll see what they actually have to offer on this one, what other things they will offer, if there will be FSR 3.0 eventually down the line, and thank God they don't have to buy a new graphics card to actually get 3.0, I'm pretty sure. Unlike NVIDIA. NVIDIA, I swear, it's like... You want to get you're like the Apple, but in a worse way of GPUs because you make us all mad. But I think this is this is gonna be great. I'm really excited to see what AMD actually has to offer for RDNA three. How will this compare once it finally launches to the 4000 series? Because I do not want to see comparisons between the 4000 series and the 6000 series of AMD. I mean that's not really the Apple Apple's or, oranges. I mean last year's. GPU against the current GPU, of course it's always going to win. But anyways, I'm interested to see what details will come on this one. And the prices too. If they can beat NVIDIA on price point, game changer on that one. All right, moving on to AMD's Ryzen 9 7950X, and apparently it breaks benchmark world records. That's right, this is the one above mine because I have the 5950X. I always forget the the number schemes because the 5000 series is on desktop. The 6000 series is on laptops. Now it's the 7000 series on desktops again. So we're like trading different ones. I guess it's trying to keep it sane, but it doesn't really. Anyways, moving on to this one. Now the 97950X has some interesting things on, on zip seven and which is the version of Cinebench and it does about whopping 40,409 points in multi-core testing with a clock speed of 5.4 gigahertz, which is the most out of anything that has ever seen as well. So this is a good for doing a Cinebench for graphical things as well. This is a good, Good starting point for it. Now, gaming performance is another thing. We don't really quite sure what this is going to do on that one. So we'll have to see on that once this actually comes out and fully tested and seeing just putting the paces on it. Now, Intel is supposed to come with a Raptor Lake as well. So it should be which ones will trade blows on that one. I know some people will be testing it on the current 12th gen for Intel. But like I said... When a new one comes out, it's an apples to oranges because a, a new tech versus a previous tech that's already been out. But they always do the comparison, whether it's great or not. All right, moving on to the NVIDIA event. And there were some cool things that happened. And then there were the announcement of the graphics cards and the price point. And it's like, what? So let's get off the cool things. First of all, Portal RTX. Cool. I love that. Just... Portal was a great game and just making it a little bit graphically better, just like they did with Quake 2. Awesome idea. I am full favor of that. Then NVIDIA's new modding tool to make Morrowind a little bit, the textures more high quality with AI. I think that's actually really cool. I'm all in favor of that as well to make it a lot easier to mod, but also just texture upscales and make him like look a lot better. Completely on board with that as well. I think that's actually really, really cool. That being said, the launch and the prices of the 49, the 4090 and the 4080 is ridiculous. First of all, there's two variants of the 4080. There's the 12 gig one and there's the 16 gig one. Now you would say, well, I would get the 12 gig one because core counts are the same, right? No, they're actually different, which actually makes this far worse than the one. Now, ironically, there will be no more 3090 or 3090 TIs because the 4090 is out and it looks like a brick, mind you. This thing is like brick size. And I'm like, how am I supposed to put this in my PC when it looks like a brick and it may not hold up because it looks so dang big. Now, I am a little upset, one, because the LSS 3.0 is only coming to the 4000 series. 
AV1 encoding and decoding, only the 4000 series. Thanks Nvidia for that one as well. You can get decoding on the 3000 series, which I have, but none of for that as well. And it's at $1,600, which mind you, given the pandemic and everything, the prices went to like 3000. It's actually not that bad. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. It's not that bad, but it's still a lot of money. I, I will give it to people on that one it is a lot of money. And the problem is, is that they may have overshot that one because there is a dearth of 3000 series cards. Heck, even Newegg is selling monitors with graphics cards to get you to buy the graphics cards because there's too many of them. Now, they all only releasing three variants of the 4000 series, which really should be 4990 or 4090, sorry, the 4080 and the 4070. The 12 gig one is really a 4070. It's not a 4080. Like, you're just making it confusing for no reason whatsoever. Now, also, it's going to be wattage-wise, yeah, the, be sure you have at least a 1,000 watt or more for that one. But, yeah, it's not looking good. Like, it's it's very, very confusing. So, if you are looking for a 4080, be sure you check it's the 16 gig one, not the 12 gig one. The 12 gig one has less CUDA cores than the 16 gig one. So that it's, it's not good. So let me give you an example for the CUDA cores for the 16 gig 4080 is going to be 9,728 for the 12 gig variant of the 4080. It is 7,680 CUDA cores. It's around 2000 less processors than the 16 gig one. Yeah, it's basically 4070. So I think from now on, we should just call the 4080 12 gig variant the 4070. I think that should be just the new name. We it's The unofficial new name of it. Just cross out the 4080 and put 4070 above it because that's what really it is. It's not a 4080. I don't understand why NVIDIA is doing this except for selling more and be like, look at we have a cheaper model of the 4080. It's like, well, it's not really a cheaper one. It's the lesser of the two because you have less processors within it like this doesn't make any sense whatsoever it really doesn't i mean yes less tdp so the 12 gig variant is 285 watts and the 16 gig variant is 320 watts so there's that now i will say for the 4090 it is cheaper than the 3090 ti 3090 ti was two thousand dollars in the 4090 ti or 4090 is just going to be 1600 300 difference wait no 400 excuse me 400 difference for the two of them and i mean if you're looking for a new one and you have that money spent i'd probably go with the 4090 if you can but once again, now there is a price difference between the tw the 12 gig for 4070 and the 16 gig 4080. From now on, it's going to be an unofficial name here is going to be the 4070 12 gig or the 4080 12 gig is a 4070. Pick or choose. So the 4070 and the 4080. The 4070, which has 12 gigs of RAM, is going to be $900. The 4080, the 16 gigs of RAM is $1,200. So there's a $400 difference between the 4090 and the 4080. And there's a little bit, there's a, there's a $400 difference between the 4070 and the 4080. So pick what you will, but mind you, man, that I know NVIDIA, you're the leader, but seriously, can you stop trying to like push things that you shouldn't be pushing? I mean, that is just crazy. Of course, then he goes and says that high piece, that high PC graphics cards prices are here to stay maybe if people buy it, but if people don't buy it, then no, you're going to have to price drop everything because no one's buying it. And that's what's really going to happen. Are people wanting to buy this? Because once again, we have inflation, everything costs more. And I get that portion about it, but this, and I always say this: graphics cards for the most part are luxury items. 
you can or cannot, you don't have to buy every, every year cycle, every two year cycle. You could probably could last the three or four cycles if you want to. So he needs to be careful about this messaging. This messaging isn't the best one because guess what? If people don't find value in this and you don't give them the best value prop besides, hey, we decided to leave the LSS 3.0 to 4000 series. Not really any good reason besides when you just need more, I guess, more ways of showing it off to this. Then people would be like, well, let me see what NVIDIA has. I mean, AMD has to offer because mine is... Why not? Or let Intel. I mean, Intel's making their new graphics cards. Let's, let's see what they're going to be doing. Like I said, this doesn't make any much sense at all to me. And it, it, it's not great for them. Like there's some cool things that are doing. And I think in more in a business side, I think they're doing really cool things like the automation in customer service, the automation in warehousing, in manufacturing, I think those are all really cool. And even AI driving, I think those are all really cool. And yes, NVIDIA is less and less of a just a GPU specific company. They're becoming more and more of just an AI company. So that that's the other side of it. But if you have other types of things that you're doing, you can actually make your stuff a little bit cheaper if that's not really your whole business. But I understand like inflation and everything. So I really hope NVIDIA that you actually persuade people to buy this because right now I'm not even feeling like, why should I buy this? I mean, you upset me with just, well, now you can use AV1 now effectively and you can't really use it with 3090 that I have. It's like, thanks. Appreciate it. Like that doesn't make me feel good. It's like, well, maybe I'll see what AMD has to offer. Maybe they have a better, value proposition than you guys do because their FSR, even though you have machine learning, their FSR is very compelling because it's open sourced. That's the most compelling part. You know, if they made an open source type of software like NVIDIA broadcast, then there will be really no difference for gamers to pick because they'll have just as good tools from AMD side as they do from NVIDIA Minus the encoding part. The encoding part, they need a lot of work on, but AMD's trying to come back from the ashes, especially with the graphics side of their business. And they're starting to become more and more compelling, only because NVIDIA feels like they're just, they're a little greedy, a little bit, and I understand capitalism and everything, but it feels a little overblown on that one. But what do you think? Do you think this is great or not? Do you think you're going to get the 4000 series, the 4090, 4080, or the 4070? Yes, I'm still calling it the 4070, mind you. No more 4080s. We're going to call it the 4070. It's going to be the unofficial name, the 4070. Let's get this going. The 4070 is the 12 gig version. The 4080 is the 16 gig version and just the 4090. Let's get this going because we'll we'll just name it ourselves because F you in video. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting sites. And leave a five-star review. Let's get us up in the leisure side of the categories for one of the best PC gaming podcasts out there. But join me next week as we talk about what's going on in the PC gaming industry. All right, guys, stay safe and see you next week. Later. <laughs>